All right, uh, Stoochcast, uh, what is it, 83? 83. Yeah, Protector of the Ends, um, talk about sports, uh, dude, Tiger Woods. Wasn't that awesome? I watched, like, I spent my whole Sunday, I think I started watching the Masters at, like, it was, like, 11, and then Tiger Woods was out there just golfing with the Francisco Cervelli lookalike and some other dude, and, like, dude, it was exciting to watch. It was just exciting to watch him come back and, like, reclaim, like, the throne after 10 years, like, going through his... Dante's Inferno through living hell passage. That was awesome. That's that's like that was so awesome to see. Like that's part of what makes like when something like that happens in sports, that really makes it like great because like that guy, you know, I could see why you I could see why you couldn't like you wouldn't like Tiger like ten years ago when he just had like this perfect he had like this perfect life. You know, it seemed that he had this squeaky clean persona. Nothing he did seemed to go wrong, although we found out there was a lot going on underneath it with the uh, whores or the ladies of the night. But, um, you know, I, everyone forgave Tiger. It's just like, if anyone, you know what I mean? It's like, if Tiger, like, you know, it's like you get, the, it's like, what I, at that level, you get tempted like that, you know. Most, most men fail. Most men would fail at that level to be, like, tempted. Like, it's... You know. And then, like, it, I like this Like, it, the Tiger had a couple, like, DUIs. You know, he had bat, multiple back surgeries. Like, he went through some shit. And then he just, it was, like, a couple years he didn't even golf at all. Like, he didn't even golf at all. You know, the thing, like, he, he was born to do, he couldn't do it. He was sucking at it. He was, I think he was out of, like, the top 1,000 golfers in the world. Like, he really just went down a dark like path that just totally messed with his form and his confidence. And now it's just he got it all back at forty three. That's that's awesome. Like that's such a, you know. And then when he took the hat off, like the hair was just starting to go away. It's like, bro, you got to shave that off. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's holding on. Like it's just everything about it. Like this guy's like he's like a flawed hero. He's a flawed hero. This is it's like awesome. You know, you like this guy. It's still through. He was just, I think he said to his caddy whenever he made that final putt, he was like, we did it. You know, so it showed like a team aspect. Like, obviously you're a competitor and you want to show, when you're on that golf course, you got to have like nerves of steel. It's like, you know, internally, like a lot of those guys are just like, what the, f-? Like, it's like the, f-. you feel like the pressure. You see the guy walking around, you know, a guy that's been to the Masters, what, 20 times before this, you know, won it four previous times. He's got the red on. You could point him out in the crowd because he's got his red with the black pants and the black ha- Nike hat. It's it was awesome. It was just that was that makes you want to, like that really does like bring you in to watch golf. Guys like him and like Arnold Palmer are like man of the people when it comes to golf. Like Arnie Palmer, like you know from. Uh, out La Trobe, you know, iced tea, lemonade. I was like, I was like reading about like history of golf. It's like, and there's like other legends too that people say, but I don't think people aren't as, you know, it's, it's like, it seems to be these three guys. 
in terms of golf. It's like it's Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Arnold Palmer. Those seem to be the guys. Like there's other ones out there, like Walter Hagen or whatever. But it's like no one would know those. It's like everybody knows who Arnold Palmer is, and like he he won a lot of. Um, I think he's only I think he's like sixth all time and like total majors wins or something like that but it's just you just know the guy and he was just a likable dude that kicked ass at golf and looked like a badass on the course it's like i you know i was just reading like a biography about him it's just before that golf was seen as like an elitist pastime but when arnie palmer from latrobe pa went out there you know nice guy did what he had to do like a man yeah he just had a man of the people persona tiger kind of has that too now He's like he's like a dad. He's like a dad that ain't overcome his midlife crisis, and you know it's just it's pretty it's pretty awesome to see that. I don't know. What's with the Penguins, man? Down three zero, big game. I think it's just you know, and I'm like a total outsider. I really don't know jack about hockey, but I think it's just maybe that's a good thing though because then you could like see big picture like what the problems are that if like if you cover the team game by game you think it's this and think it's that but really you just gotta you know take a step back look at the big picture it's just i, I you know maybe you know i've heard like the penguins aren't as quick as they used to be in the past like the speed just isn't there and you know back when they won back-to-back cups they were by far the quickest team in the league they just had speed all over the place now it's just they're acting like they're still that speed team but they don't they don't have the speed anymore so now they got to be a little bit they got to learn how to play a more technical style and um you know obviously if you get swept out of the first round there's definitely changes are definitely going to be made you know they're probably gonna i've heard the defense has had some problems probably revamp back get a couple more speedsters at wing i mean i feel like at hockey you're constantly retooling your team Hockey just seems to be one of those sports you're constantly retooling, making adjustments here and there. It's like when you have a guy like okay, they have like a big like three. It's like they're like Crosby, Malkin, Latang. And then you've had guys like Hornquist, Gensel, but it's it just seems to be like the turnover for a lot of those positions. It, it seems to be like in hockey, like you have like five, six, seven guys turnover on a team every year. It seems like with trades and stuff like that. Even coaches, like how many coaches have the Penguins had? They had Tarion. That I think they had Tarion, Michael Tarion, Dan Balsma, um, Mike Johnston, who just won the cup for it, and then Sullivan. So they've had four coaches like in the past, like since the you know. So it's like every three four years, you kind of have to mix it up with your coach, and you know Sullivan's been the guy since what fifteen sixteen. So it's like you know maybe. Maybe his time's on, you know, maybe he gets on that hot seat a bit. I don't know, but, it, you know, you still got one more game to play against the Islanders and see how that goes. Again, I'm a complete, like, I don't know much about hockey, but that's kind of just what I hear around. And I guess the big thing is the Penguins think they're a speed team when they no longer have, like, a ton of speed. Now, they got, like, skill sets, but... You know, how do you readjust? And I think the Penguins don't really have, like, a big physical presence. So it's, I guess, it messes with their identity. Kind of similar to, like, what the Steelers are going through. You know, they, they, they've, they Steelers have tried, like, this high-powered offense thing, and it just hasn't won them Super Bowls. Like, the Steelers' identity is strong, def- great defense, 
power running game and you know you know like it, you know when you have a great quarterback on top of that that's kind of just like the cherry on top it gets them over the top because i know it's just for a long time steers would have great defense great run game you know before you know in between terry bradshaw and ben roethlisberger yeah, they, they 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 didn't have anybody good at quarterback they had like some decent 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 was probably the best word but you know you got a hall of fame quarterback i think you just got to get back to that that style similar like look what happened with you know i'm switching over look what happened with um Peyton manning and like john elway later in their careers both of those guys had great defenses on their team in denver they had strong running games and they let that carry the team, and you won the Super Bowl. So maybe the Steelers kind of have to like readjust and go to that. I'm excited for the draft. I don't even know when the NFL draft is. NFL draft. Is it? Wait a minute. Oh, it's next week. That should be exciting. The, the Steelers still got the... Um, let me see Steelers depth chart. Steelers got like, uh, you know, they they still got like the offensive line attacked. I'm gonna be looking this up. Yeah, they got they got Villanueva, Foster, Pouncey, Castro. I think B.J. Finney. They like him a lot, so they might put him at right tackle. So they just lost right tackle. Then at tight end, you got Vance, running back James Conner, Samuels. Okay. Wide receiver. They only have two wideouts here. Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington. Is there another wideout? Okay, they got Switzer. Switzer isn't bad. He made some decent. He's kind of like a Wes Walker kind of dude. But they're going to need some receivers. And, um, yeah, I think defense is good. Hayward, Hargrave, McCullers to it. That's a good line. And then linebacker, TJ, I like TJ Watt. Fitzwilliams is all right. Boston could be better. Joe Hayden. So, yeah, there's just, you know, a lot of moves to be made and see how it goes. In this draft, man, they better draft some guys that, like, ready to make an immediate impact. And, uh, you know, defense, I guess they're still looking for, you know, you're probably still looking for somebody in the second. You're looking for somebody in the secondary. You're looking for a middle linebacker. And you're probably, you know, looking for an, uh, another lineman or a wide receiver. It's like I look at the Steelers and it's just, you know, maybe that's what they're doing. They're just going to try to trade some of that offense to try to, you know, boost the defense because they tried offense for in the last how many years and it just hasn't. Just hasn't worked out the way you wanted to. I feel like with D de- I feel like with defensive players it's I don't know, they play more as like a unit. Yeah, you know, I mean the belief is uh, I don't know. I think with defensive players like you, you get that. But I, I I guess you can have like guys with big egos on defense. But I feel like a, 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 on offense, like if you're a star wide receiver, star running back, you kinda or star quarterback, you kinda think everything runs through you. You know, and you got those stat lines and stuff like that because it's because being a running back, wide receiver, quarterback, you know, those are the positions but really with all the statistics. Whereas on defense, it's just you know tackles, sacks, interceptions. But I don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, and the Pirates are 
All right. Good starting rotation. Ah. I think they're over 500. Pittsburgh Pirates record. Pittsburgh Pirates record. Yeah. The Buckos are 8 and 6. The Buckos are 8 and 6, second in the division. The Brewers are really good. The Reds suck. Cubs suck. Yeah, so we'll see. Season just started. It's only 14 games in. They still got 90% of the season to play. <sighs> but I love baseball, though. How can you not? It's always a good time when you're watching baseball. Especially in the summer. It is the pastime. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones premiere. That was exciting. It kind of set up for what the next episode would be, I guess. And, uh, yeah, see where it goes. See where it goes from there. The final season. Everybody's watching it. Everybody wants to see what's going on in uh, the thing. Everyone's watching to see what you can do. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah, I, I don't, did I say this, I've probably said this dozens of times before, I like the early seasons better, I kind of, you know, spoiler alert, I miss Littlefinger, and, uh, <laughs> Littlefinger was just such a creep, it was just funny to see him deliver his lines, like, he was so over the, he was kind of, like, over the top, <laughs> how he delivered it, and, um, yeah, it should be good. I don't know what the ending's going to be for. I mean, nobody knows, but... I think it'd be ballsy of them to just kill everybody off. But you can't have that. When you have such an audience, like, you got to have, like, that... Yay, the good guys won. There's got to be some kind of redemption. You got to do some kind of redemption in the end. But I think a lot of shows kind of, like, hold back on that. But... I mean, look at, like, the way the show's gone. Look at all the major characters that have died. Like, are you really thinking, like, this ending? Like, people are going to get... You know, something's gonna happen. Maybe not next episode, but like definitely by like the third episode of this, you're gonna see some beloved. You're gonna see some beloved characters go down. I feel like Braun would definitely be one of those guys. You know, because like Braun's been there. It's like you like Braun, but he's never been like central to the plot. But it's, you know, Braun's just kind of like a man's man, gets things done. Just wants to enjoy that high life. He's a total sellsword. I think a guy like him goes. And, you know, John, Daney, one of them could, you know, one or both of them. It's just somebody's going to go. Like, it's just, that's just what happens in these. That's what it's looking like to me. I don't even know how long this podcast is. Oh, 16 minutes? What? How do you, how do you, I didn't even know I could talk that slow. Uh, all right, we're gonna. Right, I'm gonna see if I can. No, this is the real. The real fun is in when I try to. When I try to go into uh, emails. Uh, oh boy. Oh crap. <laughs>
Uh, oh, I think I got it. Yep. All right. Third time's the charm. Password. All right. Let's see here. Oh, we got a joke here. Got a joke of the week. <laughs> joke 49. <laughs> There's been rumors going around, so let me set the record straight. Yes, I suck toes. My stomach just growled as I said that. Is that some type of Freudian slip? I don't know. But, yeah, good stuff. Always good stuff. Great con. There's always great content on the Stooch cast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like, uh, that, that cathedral fire sucked. That's sad to see that happen, all things considered. Good thing nobody was hurt, you know, but it's just, you know, it's, it's priceless. It's a priceless uh, symbol of France, been around for 800-some years. Isn't that wild? Like, so you go to Europe, man. You could, that's the reason why I want to go to Europe. It's like, I'd go, I'd go to Europe, right? You go to, like, one of those, you, you could probably go to a pub there. And the pub's been around since, like, 1500. Like this pub has been here since fifteen. You just, I would just look and be like, what the, like what the fuck, you know? Like, yeah, we've had a pub that's been here since the year fifteen or something crazy like that. They would have those things over there. You're just thinking like the U.S. Like, U.S. didn't become like a country to like seventeen seventy six. You know what I mean? Like, it was. U.S. is still like a really pretty young nation compared to like England. Germany, France, like they've all just stuck together forever. Spain, you know, Switzerland, like this countries have been like that for a long, long ass time. Europe would be fun to go to though. Uh, I don't know where I'd, I'm trying to think where I'd like to go. Like to go to Ireland, It'd be a lot of fun. Good, good pub culture, good drinking culture, and uh, go to um. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you know, UK, Paris, south of France, Normandy, uh, Netherlands. Uh, Germany, I'd probably go to. I'd rather go. I'd go to Berlin and I would go to Munich. I'd that Western Germany seems just really interesting. I don't know what's over in like, not Western, <laughs> Eastern, East Eastern Germany. Yeah, that. Yeah, like out in the east there with Berlin and, you know, down south toward like Munich, out in the mountains and stuff like that. The Alps. You check that out. Switzerland seems cool too. Be cool as fuck to go to Switzerland. I, just the the watches. I think what what's located there. Nestle, like they got so many major corporations headquartered in Switzerland, like banks, watches, Nestle. And I think the amount, of, like, I think in Switzerland, like only like eight million people live there. So it's just like you got all that wealth concentrated there. Everybody's just loaded. It's just beautiful out in the mountains, and it's like, oh man, be a good time. Be expensive though. Big Mac would be like eight bucks there. I'd be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You ever see that, like the Big Mac index? That's like an economic indicator of like prices. Like, 
there. I'll look this up. Big Mac Index. Big Mac Index here is published by The Economist as an informal way of measuring the purchasing power parity between two currencies and provides a test of the extent to which market exchange rates result in goods costing the same in different countries. It seeks to make exchange rate theory a bit more digestible. Yeah, so it's, you know, they'll, they'll, we'll find something here. The, the most expensive place is to buy a Big Mac. In Switzerland, it is uh, $6.57 to buy a Big Mac. In Sweden, it is $5.83 to buy a Big Mac. In the United States, which is third, it is $5.51 to buy a Big Mac. And then Norway, then Canada, and then the Euro area, so the Eurozone. So, which makes sense because those are commonly seen as the richest countries on Earth. Now, the... Now the um, what's it? Six cheapest places to get a Big Mac. Egypt, you can get a Big Mac at Egypt for a buck seventy-five. Ukraine, you can get a Big Mac for a buck ninety-one. Russia, two dollars nine cents. Malaysia, two dollars ten cents. Indonesia, two dollars nineteen cents. And Taiwan, Taiwan's a pretty wealthy country, two dollars and twenty-seven cents. So like it shows the different purchasing powers. I wonder where Australia is on that list. Because I was there. Six fastest earned. Oh, this is neat. From July 2015. This statistic shows the average working time required to buy one Big Mac in selected cities around the world. So in Hong Kong, it takes a worker on average 8.6 minutes to afford a Big Mac at work. So it's like, what would that the average wage be like 25 something an hour? Then it's Luxembourg, then Tokyo, Japan. Oh, so they do it by city. In Miami, it takes 10.7 minutes of working time to buy a Big Mac. So what? It's sort of they saying like the average people make 30 bucks an hour there or something. Six slowest earned. So if you're in your in Nairobi, Kenya, it would take you 172 minutes to make enough money to buy a Big Mac. So it would take you about three hours of work to afford one Big Mac, given the prices. And in Manila, the Phil Philippines, take you 87 minutes. Mexico City, take you 78 minutes of work. Jeez, that's wild. Jakarta, Indonesia, take you 66 minutes, so about an hour. Cairo, Egypt, take you an hour. An hour's work gets you one Big Mac. <laughs> Kiev, Ukraine, takes you 54 minutes. That's that's definitely interesting. It, yeah, it shows like the different prices, like what countries have more purchasing power. Like, do you not like? It makes sense because I think like in the U.S. it was um uh like one United States dollar was equal to one point four Australian dollars. So like, if you had you know, 10,000 US dollars, you had 14,000 Australian dollars. Whereas I think like the exchange rate, one US dollars equal to point like eight, nine euros. So it has like less purchasing power. But the Eurozone is full of a bunch of countries. 
And that's, uh, yeah. So I hope you guys learned economics. And that's uh, that's it. You can email the podcast, stoochcast at gmail.com. You know, this is on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes. iTunes podcast is the only place we have these. Uh, people are like, dude, make a YouTube channel. And I was like, all right, I guess. I'll think about it. But, you know, yeah, this is good for now. And, um, yeah, I enjoy doing it. I love it. I mean, I've done like 83 of these, so it's like, of course, I gotta think it's good in some way. I just the fact that I put the effort in every week, I think, to do it, even though sometimes I can be a bit shaky on it. Just I don't know. I'm kind of proud of myself that I, you know, I just I stayed dedicated to to doing this for this long. It's almost been like, it really has. It's almost been like, it's been over like a year and a half of doing this. It's got like 5,000 plays. I don't know. Maybe just, all it takes is one, dude. All it takes is one to catch fire. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> like, uh, as I sip coffee. All right. Um, email the podcast, at gmail.com. You know. Yeah, just like I said. And uh, have a good week. Peace.